the Comedy Crossword Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of One Down, the Comedy Crossword Podcast. I am Brendan Ayer. I am, of course, joined by my co-host, Greg Warren. Greg, what's happening, man? Hey, Brendan, how you doing, man? I'm all right. You know, it's just a quarantine. It's uh, We're doing it for the good of the country. It's fine. It just it gets a little boring. It does get a little yeah. boring. I've been thinking of like uh, new stuff to learn or whatever. I'm not really a learner, but uh, I've been thinking about learning trees. I've realized. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? here we are. What? I've realized I don't know trees. Like I don't. I know people always like ah, you know that oak tree out in the yard, the big oak on our on our lawn. I'm like yeah, yeah, the one with the bark. Like I know. <laughs> Basically, I know uh, Christmas, Palm, and other. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know any other tree. I, yeah. I, I don't know what an oak tree or yeah. a maple tree or an elm tree. I, I have no idea. Weeping Willow. I know that because it's like it's got a nickname for it. like they. Had, you know, like the uh, they should have Weeping Willow type names for all the trees you know like uh old scraggly arms you know or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gray bark that falls off a lot you know yeah. one of those yeah. uh, maybe something a little more catchy than that <laughs> yeah. but uh, well yeah uh, the problem is here's the problem because you're absolutely right but the weeping willow the the rest of them just look the same so the weeping willow that was easy it's all hanging yeah, yeah, hang yeah. downy but how what are you doing with the rest of them where they all look the same yeah, there's probably some little. I mean, the weeping it does look like it. it's an aptly named tree. It looks like it's crying. You know. Uh, I mean, I I could pick out like a banana tree if there were bananas on it. Yeah, you know, like right. I, I can't. I, yeah, I can't. In if season. It's an, uh, In yeah, season. Yeah, out of season. Yeah, I know out of season trees. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's how boring uh, things are getting around here. Well, let me ask you this: Are you thinking about getting into learning in trees, or are you gonna learn trees? Well, I'm not going to make a commitment to it right here on this podcast. I mean, I'm not going to. Are you trying to back me into a corner? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to see. Are you going to be the tree guy for us from now on, or am I going to have? Or- I don't want. I don't want that responsibility, man. Not yet. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm I, yeah, I got that with a couple other things. You know, I haven't. I haven't made some. It, you know. Is it me, or was there an era where, like, there? There's sort of an age cutoff. They must have been teaching guys trees. Because anyone over the age of seventy seems to know trees. Yeah, I wonder that. I wonder. I've, I've wondered that often. But I wonder if maybe they just start getting into trees around sixty. Mm, yeah. So you. So you got about fifteen years. Then you get into the trees, and then uh, and then you you, you you study trees for a bit, and then you die. That's uh, that's the the timeline. Wow. That's. Uh really uplifting uh given what the country's going through thanks buddy well no i'm giving you the time to learn trees and 15 years greg that's 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 more than most get let's uh what do you say we move on <laughs> okay no, it's just sad yeah. uh monday may 11th hopefully there'll be some questions about trees well hey first of all brendan uh can i do it this week can i do the thing Oh, oh, yes, yes, please. We forgot. Go ahead. Uh, now, I know Brendan usually is the one to talk about this, but I thought maybe I'd try it this week because his voice does tend to drone on every now and then, and you just get used to it, and maybe you, you know, you're not taking any action. But uh, 
uh, we'd like to ask you if you could, uh, if you could, and, and, and several of you have, and we're very appreciative of that, but if you could uh, rate the podcast, that means uh, when you go on, you know, say you're on Apple Podcasts, there's like five stars. If you hit, you know, one of those, either the one, two, three, four, or five, which of course love it to be a five. If you hit that, um, that really helps us. It, it helps us with the algorithms and stuff like that. And then uh, you could review the podcast, leave a little blurb about what you think. And then, of course, if you hit subscribe, that's the big one because, you know, that, that helps us. And it, it, uh, it drops in every uh, week and you can hear it. But uh, aside from that, thanks for doing that to a lot of you. And, and thanks for listening. How did I do, Brennan? You nailed it, Greg. You absolutely okay. nailed it. And, uh, you know, here I am giving you uh, 15 years plus all the time it takes to learn trees left in your life. And uh, you immediately turn around and say that I drone on and no one listens to me. So I didn't say anything. You, like that. you said that exactly, and I'll move right into <laughs> mo- I'll move right into Monday, May eleventh, with with Führer. Uh, this was a Ross Trudeau. They're using him a lot, man. Trudeau is is is, is his, his 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 cachet around with shorts is building. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Would you say is he normally a Monday guy he's, or um, he's not? But I've come to realize I think these guys are just trying to get in when they can. I think yeah. the pay rate's the same. I think they're just submitting whatever they can submit. Really, you're saying a month? I mean, a Sunday has got to be you got to be paid more. It's twice the words you would think. But I don't know what they're running over there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the theme here. Uh, was uh, surprisingly shorts allowed this. It does not seem to be in line with the ethos of uh, of uh, the New York Times crossword puzzle. But the theme was butts. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Ross Trudeau's a butt man. I, I uh, do Brendan? think he's a butt man. Uh, this was revealed in a clue that said bottom rows, and essentially it was just rows of uh answers that were words for butt so you had one row where the three answers were booty tail buns and you had that uh three four times uh, throughout the puzzle yeah caboose uh, behind uh i noticed this one uh, I, I noticed this one i don't usually pick them up it's a tough uh, one to miss it, it in fact this would be what i would say now we we obviously have the monday clue of the of the week this might be the monday theme of, of, yeah, of the year I think you're right man because yeah, yeah. because not only was it bottom rows uh, and then you had these rows of uh words for butt they were in shaded squares as if yeah, we were going to miss right. <laughs> as if we were going to miss that like right here guys this is where the theme is right here you're yeah. going to want to look right here yeah no this it's this this is butts don't think the other things are butts <laughs> these are the butts uh, okra is not a type of butt <laughs> yeah now uh three down greg what a pitcher might have after a long game and that's a sore arm you're a baseball yeah. guy uh try telling that to a pitcher from 1908. Oh boy, uh, a, a, yeah. lo- a, lo- a long game. I've been our only pitcher for three seasons. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we had another one, but they traded him for two uh, uh, tires for the bus. Okay, that's I'm one pitcher. <laughs> I've been the only pitcher for three seasons. Guys used to pitch uh, seven thousand innings a, a, a season, approximately. And nobody likes to tell you that more than old guys, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Bob Gibson was a, a great he's a Hall of Famer from St. Louis and he, he was a great pitcher and uh man anytime 
any pitcher comes out before the ninth inning, there's 95 old guys just get together in St. Louis. Oh, Bob Gibson, he used to he'd throw nine innings every time he went out. That's what he did. He never went in. Didn't, they didn't have that relief pitcher. What are you talking? There wasn't no belief. Bob Gibson, he'd throw nine innings. He'd throw nine innings, then he'd go home. He'd go home, have his dinner, and he'd go out in his backyard and throw another nine innings. That's what old Bob Gibson did. Yeah, those guys used to. Th- I think they were throwing about seventy six miles per hour. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense that uh, guys before the era of modern trainers and weightlifting and any of that would just be more capable of throwing. Uh, you know, well, pitching. T- I mean, I- a double header two days in a row. I think there's something to it. I think the weight training may increase your increase your velocity, but uh, I think it may. I, I, when you throw max effort like that, I'm not sure uh, getting bulked up is so good for a pitcher. I don't know. Mm. I, I, I think there's something to it, man. I, and and I I think they throw harder now. Yeah, they, they do. definitely do. But, some, but Bob Gibson threw hard. I I know that. I don't know how hard, but he threw hard. Yeah. Well, it was before radar guns, so you just had to go by. You just had a guy. Uh, yeah, there's, there's some people that do some estimates on that. Though. Yeah. Like Sandy Koufax was thrown in the 90s, definitely. You know, probably high 90s. Well, you had a guy with really keen eyes that would sit on the side and he'd go, 91. <laughs> and they go, well, are you sure? And you go, yes. You're going to question sure. me? Yeah, you're going to question me. What do you mean, me? am I sure? You're going to question me? <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this for 27 years. I never <laughs> missed. I've never been wrong. Why? Because there's no way to check. <laughs> uh, 28 across brand of foam darts. That is Nerf. Brendan, uh, is there any other kind of Nerf? Is there any other brand of darts? Foam darts, I should say. All you got, you got Nerf, and you got your your store brand knockoffs. That's so, all there uh, is. Like uh, turf. Yeah, and that one's tough because a lot of guys they go to the they send their wife to the store to buy some turf for the lawn. She comes <laughs> home with guns. But yeah. uh, don't if you're gonna buy now. Neither Greg nor I was allowed Nerf guns. We're allowed no Nerf way. guns no as guns. kids. No guns whatsoever. In fact, that led to a real embarrassing I- incident for me. My dad was in Vietnam. Guns bothered him. So in third grade, Greg, I wanted to be an old timey gangster for Halloween. Uh, when my dad told me, uh, old timey gangsters, they used to carry their Tommy guns and violin cases, w- which, w- w- which was, that is true though, which right? was true from the movies, except third graders don't know that. So I'm just dressed in an ill fitting <laughs> suit with a scraggly mustache. My mom drew on carrying around a violin and all the kids are just going, Oh, it's the fiddler on the roof. <laughs> Oh, what are you, some kind of busker on the train here to play us a violin? (laughs) Open that case. It's empty, I see. Nothing. (laughs) Horrible Halloween costume. (laughs) Uh, Is that Machine Gun Kelly? No, no, that's uh, old uh, four-string air. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, oh, man, I wish I could remember the guy from Fiddler on the Roof. That would have been perfect timing. But uh, I, I can't either, man. 33 across, uh, loving term for one caring for a sick child. That's Dr. Mom. And, uh, yeah, that is loving, Greg, uh, till she starts fooling around with surgery. 
Okay. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you are not a doctor, mom. That's just called being a good mom. You're not a doctor. No. I'm the doctor. You're the patient. <laughs> are you refusing treatment? Are you refusing treatment? Mom. I'm not. Mom. Are you refusing mosquito. treatment? Yes. I don't want my arm amputated, mom. I well, think we should go okay, to the then. hospital. Okay. Then. Well. Yeah. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Uh, now, I did a little research, and we should move to Tuesday, but I did a little research because there's something that comes up all the time, and it does bother me that they use it as such an out. 63 across, Greg, is et blank, and the uh, in parentheses it says, and others, Latin, right? And here's why this makes me oh, mad. Oh, is that the old uh, et sec? He, he, here's why this makes me mad, because it can be... It can be et uh, alia, or it can be et al i i, and I don't know how that's pronounced. I would guess a lie, uh, but and I looked it up because it, it so because they use the same clue for those two different answers, um, and I looked it up. This is what's ridiculous because I know from life it's all, almost always abbreviated at all. Right, uh, yeah. Like in a in a in a the kind of article they'd make you read in school. Uh, but there's a reason it's always abbreviated because no one knows which one to use. You've got et ally is for men or boys, but can be used for groups of mixed gender. You've got et alia, and that's for things. You've got et alia, which is women or girls, and you've got et alios used of people unless they are all girls so it's ridiculous it's ridiculous that's why latin's done that's why nobody can <laughs> is that what finally killed it right there yeah well, that's it that's why hey so, which which clue are you on man i got lost here. 63 across 63 across okay yeah i got you yeah and so that's why in, in the journals they're always abbreviating at all because even scientists yeah. don't know which one to use there's no way to know it's ridiculous yeah. Uh, should we move on to Tuesday, May 12th, I ask you? Um, yes, let's do it. Let's do it, man. This was a Tom Pepper and Zaugon Bernicle. I do not believe we've worked with either of those guys. No, and I think for sure I would remember if we've worked with Zau- maybe Zauqueen Bernicle. I think I would know. The theme was, this is not a toy, Four answers that started with a toy but aren't. So you had yeah. marble cake, top priority, rattlesnake, and yo-yo dieter. Fine, fine little gotcha. Tuesday theme. Um, now I, I'd like to give. Do you mind if I give a crossword tip, Greg? Oh, absolutely, man. You went clean. You yeah, know, go Four, ahead. Fourteen across constellation with Rigel and Betelgeuse or Betelgeuse. I'm ne- never sure yeah. how that's actually pronounced. Uh, whenever they bring up a constellation, uh, it, it is <laughs> almost definitely going to be Orion because they need the O, the I, and the O. It is almost yeah. all. You're not going to get the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper. If it's a five-letter constellation, write in Orion, and you can come back to it if there's trouble. But it's almost always Orion. That's an excellent tip, and I, I happen to agree. You know? uh, and speaking of O-R-I-O, um, 17 across, dessert with light and dark streaks, that is, in fact, a marble cake, not an Oreo cake that I tried to make it for about 10 minutes of this puzzle. 
and that is not I wouldn't I'm not going to rib you for that cuz that is a cake and it's, it's a pie and a oh, cake. Oh, there is an Oreo there's an Oreo sure, cake. Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. And so that I'm not going to rib you. Are you sure? For that. Is it orange? A what? Oh, is it orange? Oreo cake, you said. Yeah, I didn't say Oreo. Oh, I said Oreo. Let 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 me uh <laughs> then uh, amend my answer. I am going to rib you. Uh <laughs> I thought I was like I, should, I, was I like, thought you said wow. Oreo cake. Oreo? No, no, I said Oreo. O- Oreo cake doesn't fit. Oreo what? cake fits. <laughs> what kind of sick son of a gun? It just going, honey. I caught about six. Uh, I snagged about six Oreos this morning. Time to make that old cake of yours. <laughs> chirp, chirp, baby. Uh, that that is sick, Greg. There's no Oreo cake. I'm sorry. I know, man. It was stupid. It was stupid. I mean, I wound up getting it, but it was it was. I, I got psyched out for a while, man. Now, uh, 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 go ahead. Well, I was going to say thirty six down. Uh, the clue is what a whopper. Yes. The answer is total lie. And I would say a whopper is the nicest term for a lie, right? You can't be like, yeah, yeah, my. Uh, my wife, uh, she threw me out. Uh, she, boy, she caught me in a, she caught me in a big old whopper. I was, uh, I was sleeping with her sister, and uh, I told the whopper about it. <laughs> I, I sure told one heck of a tall tale. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. In fact, whopper, I think, almost implies like um, respect. You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good yeah, yeah. one. That was a good one. <laughs> you, you got me there, Greg. When you said you could throw ninety-two miles an hour. Yeah, you never, uh, you never. Man, this guy, this guy's in there telling whoppers. He said he, he said he didn't kill those four people. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's a whopper, and you know it. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, uh, 49 down, Justin Timberlake's former band. This was in sync. And that reminded me my favorite uh, New York celebrity sighting moment, Greg. Uh, because in New York, you do from time to time see celebrities, and you've lived in LA, you see them there too, but a little bit less because in New York, they walk around on the streets. And so, me and my sister, uh, years ago, are sitting on a bench uh, outside of a restaurant waiting uh, to go into the restaurant. I look to my left, and coming towards us down the sidewalk is Willem Dafoe. Right, he's a nice man. little guy. I didn't realize this. Little guy, Willem Dafoe. Great he, actor. He's wearing great actor. He's wearing a full length leather tr- trench coat in June, uh, with just the most beautiful six foot one inch tall model on his arm. Right, and so I go, ah, man, there's Willem Dafoe. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then my sister looks to his to her right, and she goes, whoa. Here's, there's Justin Timberlake and his wife, uh, Jessica Beale. And so coming down the other way is Justin Timberlake. Now, that shocked me. Willem Dafoe didn't shock me. But Justin Timberlake, at that time particularly, I mean, you're talking top 10 celebrities in the world. So for him to be, even in New York where people 
kind of leave you alone. For him to be walking around without security was kind of wild to me. But he's just walking with his wife. Now, so I'm in this situation where me and my sister are walking, sitting on a bench. Coming from our left is Willem Dafoe. Coming from our right is Justin Timberlake uh, and his wife. And they are going to cross right in front of us, right? So I'm in this situation where I'm going, are they going to acknowledge each other? Are these two, they're both famous. They know they're both famous. They obviously will recognize each other. Is there some sort of famous nod or like, hey, man, you're, you know, you get it. Anything like that? Nothing, Greg. Walked right, nothing. Not a nod, not a hello, nothing. Just walked right past each other. Very interesting. I thought celebrities kind of had a code of acknowledging each other, but nothing. Maybe there was some bad blood between uh, Defoe and Timberlake. Yeah, and maybe or Defoe and uh, Jessica Biel. Oh, Which interesting, is, interesting. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Well, that's been not a, trying to start anything, but you know. Well, I think we should try and start something. All right, hey, Brendan. I'm not about uh, telling whoppers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, three down. That's less yielding as a mattress. Yep. It's firmer. Now, Greg, I want to ask you this. Have you ever stayed in a hotel? Uh, because there's, I believe, two hotel chains that use these. Have, they, have you ever stayed in a hotel with a sleep number bed? Yes. Now, what are your thoughts on the sleep number bed? Eh, I don't really care for it. I don't either, and let me tell you why. I, I think we might have the same issue because we both are a little bit OCD about certain things. Here's the thing. If you give me a hotel bed, and that's just the bed, then I go, well, this is the bed I have, and I got to sleep in it. But if you give me a bed that's got settings from zero to 100, then all night long I'm worried I might not be on the most comfortable setting. And I'm going through every number they have. Yep. Till I'm, go- I'm starting at zero, and I'm going through every one, and I'm concerned the whole time that I am not at my maximum comfort. That I- 100 is misleading, though, because it's, they go up every five. So you sh- they could have just gone one to 20. Do they- is that true? I think so. Oh, that's horrific. That's horrific. Maybe it's not, man. I don't think it is. I because I recall a ninety-three. I met a. I I dated a girl once who worked at the sleep number bed store, and on their cards they got to put what their sleep number is. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know why. Seems personal. Yeah, it seems, seems personal. pretty personal to me. You're going, and I that I said as much. I said you're going around telling every man in this store you're you're a seventy-eight. Well, <laughs> that's going to change when it's going to change during my term. Your term is that what you call it when you date girls? Yeah. <laughs> like the president? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. Yeah, I'm a let's, uh, let's I'm a two term. Let's go guy. to Wednesday, man. <laughs> oh, you're a two term guy. Yeah. Two term. Yeah. Wednesday, May thirteenth. This was a Benjamin Kramer. Greg, this was a hard Wednesday, man. Really hard. All the Wednesdays are hard lately, Brendan. And I think you and I have talked about this uh, offline. They're making the puzzles harder during a very challenging time in everybody's lives. I get. Do they think that we're up for it? We have more time, or they're just 
sadistic. I don't know what's going it's on. It's sick man. is what it is. They've taken this <laughs> opportunity. It's sick. Shorts has taken this opportunity <laughs> to throw at us just curveball after curveball. And it's like, this is not what the country needs right now for morale. You know, come on, Shorts. What are you? He's, he's working with the commies, if you ask me. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah uh, I'll go on record. I'll go, I don't care. Okay. Uh, I, um, man, I, yeah, I really struggle with this, and I, I would have quit. I honestly would have quit. But you put me in the penalty box last week for missing two Wednesdays in a row, and I didn't, I thought three Wednesdays I was going to get suspended for a month or something. So I pulled it out at the very, like, it's one of those things where I had to come back to it, you know, six hours later. Um, but yeah, it was it was really tough. Um, you know, you told your little celebrity story uh, earlier. Mine's not quite as uh, big of a deal, but um, thirty across Emmy award winning actress Uzo Aduba. Do you know who that is, Brendan? I don't. No, I, I didn't know. That I is, uh, she plays Crazy Eyes on uh, Orange Is the New Black. Oh, she's show great on Netflix. Yeah, and. Uh, I uh, uh, I I performed stand up on the Seth Meyers show uh, one time, as did you, and yeah. you, you had a great show. But my uh, uh, Uzo was the guest uh, when I was no that no I'm saying that wrong. It was it was it Uzo or was it? But maybe that was Ferguson. I think it might have been Ferguson. I can't remember. I think I think it was actually I think it was Seth Meyers. But one of those I, I I did one of those talk shows with her, and I met her, and she was uh, she was really really nice and uh, and beautiful like like. Like very very pretty, which she plays a prisoner in like a crazy sort of butch prisoner in uh, Orange Is the New Black. So you you know you wouldn't you wouldn't know it, uh, but uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of a lot of makeup and and wardrobe to make her look like that. Uh, uh, just sort of walking on the street, she's a very very pretty pretty girl. That that's what is uh, it, that does not surprise me at all, and that's what's brutal about Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that even for the ugly roles, they get beautiful people. Yeah. Like yeah. Ugly Betty, that woman's beautiful. That woman's uh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I get I get it because it's kind of like, I guess it would be insulting for an actual ugly actor if you said, you know, hey, I think we got the role for you. What What yeah. is it? Ugly Betty. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that would be that, that would be cool. But yeah. is it is a rough industry where e- even for the ugly roles, they're getting beautiful people and using makeup artists to make them not beautiful. Uh, it reminds me of uh, a news story from several years ago. Um, it was uh, one of my favorite news stories. It was uh, there was a dentist in Iowa, and he had a, uh, a dental assistant working for him, and she was uh, she was beautiful. And he was falling in love with her, and he was a married man, and he fired her because he didn't want to be around her because he was afraid he'd fall in love with her, and he, you know, he didn't want to leave his wife, and he just, he's like, I can't be around her. I'm falling in love with her, and she took him to court, and the case went all the way up to the state supreme court, and the state supreme court said, you know, uh, he can do that. He, he's allowed to do that. It's his practice, and a lot of people felt sorry, you know, for that that girl that got fired. I felt sorry for the girl they got to replace her. Because 
Uh, she does not feel very good about herself. No, you can work here as long as you want, Yolanda. What? Yeah, yeah. No trouble here. You, uh, <laughs> hey, I don't even have to look at the resume. You got the job. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's awful, man. From the yeah, second you walked in the door, I knew you, uh, you were what I was looking for. <laughs> God, that's yeah. just, uh, just very harsh. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Also, also, the dentist's wife, like, that's marriage isn't going to last. You had to fire a lady so you wouldn't yeah, cheat exactly. on me? Like, that, yeah, yeah, you know, there's yeah. other ladies in the world. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, there's, there's other, yeah. You have eyes. Like, what's next? Yeah. Like, ah, uh, I got, I got, I got to take the next step. I got to go blind. I got to go full blind. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about 47 Down, a country music. Uh, and the it's a very clever clue. The answer is anthem, right? Because it's a song about our country. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when uh, they were there was a movement? I believe it was around nine eleven to try to change the national anthem in the, in the to that Lee Greenwood country song. Oh, I didn't the, know the, that. I have heard of the movement to change it to America the Beautiful, but you're telling me there was a <laughs> movement to to change it to a country song. I'm proud to be an American, because at least I know them. They wanted to change our national anthem to a country song. <laughs> Listen, boys, yeah. they, they hit the towers. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to start calling them Freedom Fries. Don't worry about why. Yeah, and we're yeah, changing right. the national anthem to a they, country there was a tune. Big move. There was, it was a huge movement. They had a... Uh, petition, and I just uh, you know, I, and I like I like Lee Greenwood. I like his song, but I think it's um, dangerous. You can't change the national anthem ever, right? Because then it's like, well, you change it every couple of couple of years you just, by what's popular, yeah. You know, and and there, you know, you, you go a country song, you're going to yeah. N- next week's national anthem is uh, my. Rowdy friends have settled down or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually signed the petition to change it to Leonard Skinner's Give Me Three Steps. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I, I, I'll vote for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, fat fellow with your hair color <laughs> yellow. <laughs> what you trying to prove? Because that's my woman there, and I'm a fellow who cares. This might just it for you. Something like that. What does that have to do with America? Don't worry it's about it. It's got everything it. to do with it's America. It's metaphor, you, you, you idiot. Don't, <laughs> you don't mess with another man's girl. That's, yeah. And that's American. Uh, I got two quick beefs that I didn't like about this Wednesday, and, I, and I'll see what you think about them. Uh, and they are 50 across and 12 down. And that fi- okay. 50 across is 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, etc. Um, and that, the answer was Fibonacci series. I knew Fibonacci yeah. right away. I've never heard it called anything but the Fibonacci sequence, ever. Never heard yeah. that. Uh, and then yeah. 12 down, question whose answer can go almost anywhere. That was an open ender and I've never yeah, heard nobody's that. Ever said you that. say open ended. You say open ended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that there's an open ender. Nobody's ever said that. No, no. Yeah. So I'm with you on that one. Fibonacci series. I think you're right. It's less offensive to me than the open ender. Um, hey, that Fibonacci series thing. Do you know much about that? It's fascinating. I've always loved the Fibonacci series. For those that don't know, uh, it's it's basically uh, you you add up. 
the the two previous numbers to get the next number. So it's one, and then one plus zero is one, and then one plus one is two, and then two plus one is three, then three plus two is five, and so on. And you do that infinity. Uh, you can go on for as long as that takes. But it's it's so cool because it's like the golden ratio in yeah, that. It, it, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you about the golden ratio. It has to do with the golden ratio, like 1.6 to 1 or whatever mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And th- and that appears all over nature, right? The golden ratio? Yes, as does the Fibonacci uh, series, as they call it. Um, but like uh, the Fibonacci series can be seen in, in, in the branching of trees, which is something you're going to look into, we hear. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Leaves on a stem, fruit sprouts on a pineapple, a bunch of stuff. Like y- you can find this Fibonacci sequence, which is crazy. That that, that same with the golden ratio. And they, well, and they, and they're they're not they're linked, right? The golden ratio and yes, the Fibonacci yes, series. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The golden ratio is uh, it has to do with beauty too, right? Like if you're Face is uh, 1.6 times long as it is wide. You're, you're beautiful. Yeah, you know, you know what my you know what my ratio is, Brennan? What? One to one. It's a perfect uh, <laughs> perfect block. I've got a I've got a you got a perfect square. Yeah, I got a square head. Basically. Well, yeah. hey, listen, Greg. You know what? Another measure of beauty is symmetry. So this one to one is pretty good. You're you're yeah exactly yeah yeah you're uh you're hitting one of the marks. You're missing on the golden ratio. You're <laughs> you're hitting the silver ratio. Uh, yeah. So that's yeah, not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. People like symmetry. Um, that's why I had that's to good ha- to hear. I had to have one of my eyes lowered. Is- <laughs> Man, that had to be expensive. That was, uh- <laughs> Cost me an arm and a leg, uh, and a and an eye. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, let's move on to Thursday, uh, May fourteenth. Uh, Michael Schlossberg. I enjoyed this theme. It was bingo. Yet a bunch yep. of bingo related clues, and then again, man and Greg. If I'm disrespecting the podcast or disrespecting you in any way, let me know. But these uh, rebuses, or in other words, uh, squares where you write multiple letters in. They're start. Yeah. They're starting to grow on me a little bit. I had yeah, a- me too, man. I, I was I was so against. That's part of why we started the podcast is we would call each other and complain about the rebuses, and uh, I kind of liked one, especially this one. Although it, it yeah, I mean, because in the middle of it, it's it's the word free, which you, you know you have F R E E in one square. You have to do with the rebus. Yeah. Um, but they should have just put that up there to, to, in keeping with the bingo theory, right? It, it wasn't a free square. You had to earn it. Well, a bingo. What do you mean? Put put what up there? The free square. Just put the word free. Just oh, give you the word free. I see. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're right. When you what? Yeah. That, I didn't think about that. Not when you're free. actually playing bingo, the free comes with the board, huh? Yeah. Never occurred to me. Yeah. Um. Good. Good catch. Good catch. But, oh no, no problem. No so problem. so like they had a bunch of clues, basically like. Bingo's in Scrabble, and the answer was a fifty-point bonus. So it was a bunch of bingo-related stuff. So. Yeah, forty-six across. Bingo for one game of chance. What? It is a skill game, and I've I will I'll, I'll, I've always maintained it's a skill game. What are you talking about, chance? 
yeah, it's a skill game for you because uh, the only people who play bingo are over 80, so you uh, win every time because you can hear the numbers, Greg. This is not true. <laughs> Me and Sean and his girlfriend, Heather, uh, our friends, uh, uh, I go to bingo at the American Legion with them every now and then, and uh, there's everybody's in there over 80, and I don't win. They win. And it's, it's complex, man. They have like nine different cards going at one time. They have a block out. It's, 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 a, it's really hard, man. It's hard. It's a skill game. And, I, and I'll, I'll, sorry, man. Don't apologize. I mean, you've got strong feelings on something. I think you let that go. Now, uh, 68 across, perforate in a way. The answer was stab. Uh, I would uh, advise <laughs> you as a listener Always use stab. Uh, yeah. d- don't call nine one one and say there is a madman on a perforating spree. And the, what, no. does he does he have a stapler? Or what does he? <laughs> no, have? he's perforating people all over the street. Is a hole punch? What's no, going on? No, no, no. He, 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 perforations, man. Perforations. What, uh, did is it like one of like a, a cardboard? Thing that they... With a knife, he's perforating them in their guts with a knife. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's that's a really uh, important point for yes. our, our listeners, Brendan. Yes. Thank you for bringing that. You're up. welcome, Greg. Um, yeah, I, I you know I want to go to a forty-five down, and uh, the clue is pasture, and the answer is Lee L E A, and Brendan. I want to bring up a new segment on this podcast, and uh, we have, of course, the Bonefish Grill most often crossword puzzle words. Yes, yes. Now, I'm not sure Lee quite gets there, but it's getting there fast, and uh, this is, uh, I'm giving it uh, one honk. One honk. One honk. One honk. An up-and-comer? That means it's an an up-and-comer. It's an up-and-comer. It's not quite Bonefish Grill, which makes it a red lobster. Okay. Uh, It's a red lobster. It's a red red lobster lobster. crossword word. And hey, hey, I I enjoy red lobster. Man. Okay, I do. I think, don't get offended, red lobster. I go there probably more often than I go to Bonefish Grill because they're in more places. But let's be honest, you're you're not quite Bonefish. No, they're not. But for a guy like me... Who's a a disgusting, you know, uh, eating habits. I almost prefer the Red Lobster because of their uh, greater greater quantity of fried items. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I couldn't agree more on Lee, man. Lee has been coming up. I mean, Lee, I now only know because it's come up so often. Me too. For a while, I I would know it was Lee and I couldn't remember because, you know, they, they use Lee... In the uh, nautical way, also, and so I would get confused because that spelled L E E or Ali, 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 or they'll say to Lee, Lee words or whatever. And so one's L E E and one's L E A, and I would get those confused. But they've used Lee as a meadow so often lately that I've I've got it nailed down. That's L E A. Um, so I I couldn't agree more now. 39 down, leaves before paying the check. I thought this was a clever clue. This was T. Oh, so clever. This was yeah. T. I thought this was a clever little clue. Now, uh, I will tell you guys a little background um, uh, uh, for, I think you like to know us as people, know us as hosts. What Greg's drink of choice is a Trente 
uh, Starbucks unsweetened green tea extra ice. Now, if any of you out there are baristas, okay, and Greg Warren walks into your Starbucks, you're going to put extra ice in and you're going to think, well, that's probably how much ice he wants in there. And let me just tell you right now, put way more. Okay, don't be whatever you think is extra ice is not the man wants the cup filled to the brim with ice and then with whatever tea will fit in the nooks and crannies. Is that right, Greg? Yeah. And oftentimes I say fill it to the top with ice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's they don't do it. Well, can I tell you can I tell you as a Starbucks insider where the problem lies. And it's not your fault. You deserve to get what you want as a customer. Can I tell you where the problem lies? Sure. The tea is brewed. Uh, and now, this could have changed since I've been there. But the iced tea is brewed as a concentrate. Okay? And we use lines on the cup to know how much tea and how much water to put in to get the right ratio. And so I think what's probably happening to you is they're thrown off because that they don't know the ratio then once they've gone too much ice. They don't know what they're supposed to do. So I would suggest to them, make the tea in a cup, then fill a different cup to the top with ice, pack it in, pack it in, then pour that tea over the ice. And Greg will be happy. Yeah. Yep. Right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to put that out there so people can serve you correctly. Do we have a lot of uh do we have a lot of uh baristas that listen? Thousands. Okay. Good. Good. Well, that's helpful, man. That's yeah. like most most things that you say on this podcast, it's helpful. Thank you. Uh not funny, but helpful. That's what I aim for <laughs> on this comedy right. crossword podcast. 58 down feature of Swiss Miss logo. That's the Alps. Have you seen this logo, Brendan? <laughs> yeah, and I don't it look is, at the Alps. <laughs> it's, it's, it could be any mountain range. It could be, if you live in a place without snow, the man-made ski slope. It's not, it's like, how do they know it's, just, I guess because it's Switzerland, but man, it's, it, it, it's not very Alp-like. I don't know. Oh, I, I thought you were going to go with the beauty of Swiss myths. I agree with you completely. It's a it's a generic mountain, but I think uh, yeah. you're right. I think because it's Switzerland, we're supposed to assume the Alps. I thought you were going to say your eye was captivated by the roughly drawn cartoon of Swiss Miss, which uh, I guess not everyone's uh, has problems like me. Well, I I was thinking that I had that in my head, but when I googled Swiss Miss, she didn't come up. What? Yes. Could you be thinking of something else? Is she not on the cover? I always She's thought not on it was the cover, a, a man. woman in front of the Alps. Maybe, yeah, I, maybe, just, a, maybe that's just a fantasy. <laughs> you're a delusional pervert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of had the same picture too. But and maybe that that's from the past. Maybe they've um, realized that was I don't know misogynistic in some way or so. I don't. But it, but it, it's just the Alps now. And not those Alps, Brendan. Come on. <laughs> I didn't up. say Just anything. Grow, grow up. 
Grow up. There okay. used to be a Swiss Miss because there, there's a Swiss Miss Halloween costume that is. Uh, uh, but I think they got rid of her. Yeah, this is bad because I've been telling a lot of people I'm attracted to the uh, icon <laughs> on the front of Swiss Miss. Now there's just a bunch of people that think I got a thing for a cup of hot chocolate. <laughs> Guy likes mountains. You yeah, know? Likes yeah. Nondescript mountains, whatever. And of course, uh, I, I almost wanted to pass this by because we've dealt with it too much. Uh, it, it, too many times have we dealt with this, but I, I think we've got to mention it every time. Uh, nine down, blank extra, X T R A, parentheses, soda. That's PIB extra. Oh, yeah. This is a conspiracy to rival Area 51, Greg. Uh, they yeah. repeatedly utilize uh, Pib as an answer, and, yeah. but they don't reference Mr. Pib in the clue. Uh, no. Now I looked into it, and guess what? What's that? Mr. Pib is dead. What? There's no Mr. Pib. I had no idea in 2001. I guess they probably wanted to separate themselves in some way from Dr. Pepper, you know. Uh, so in 2001... He's still there, right? Oh, he's the, he, that guy's been practicing for years. But in <laughs> 2001, the Coca-Cola Corporation got rid of Mr. Pib, reformulated the drink, and it became Pib Extra. So that's why we see Pib Extra so often. It's not a different kind of Mr. Pib. It is the new Mr. Pib. I see now. I see. Well, that's interesting. And uh, but the other thing is they don't they don't give Dr. Pepper his fair share. No, his or her fair share. No, I think Pib is a more useful. Uh, I think Pib. I think you know what I would suspect it is. I would suspect that there's very uh, few short words that have two B's. And so when they have a BB in the down, Pib. Well, they sure, certainly use Eb quite a bit. They, right. They've got Eb. You could use Bib lettuce. That would work. But yeah. there's, not, there's not a lot going on there. Um, uh, that's, that's a good catch. And uh, that's fascinating stuff. Yeah. We're going to move to Friday, though. We're going to move to Friday. Friday, uh, May 15th. This was a Christopher Adams. No theme again. Well, and I should mention this, Greg. Interestingly, uh, let me look through my notes. This was an interesting week in that, uh, so we had a theme Monday, we had a theme Tuesday, uh, we had a, 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 a no theme Wednesday, um, which is common, we had uh, a theme Thursday, but then there was uh, no theme Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So only three out of three out of uh, seven had a theme, which is un- very unusual. This was um, this, the theme on this one was difficult for me. <laughs> we should let's go ahead and take a, a time out and say how we did. I got six out of seven this week, and this is the puzzle that tripped me up. I got seven out of seven, which I went clean, and I feel really good about ourselves. A lot of people were starting to talk, starting to say maybe these two guys shouldn't be hosting a crossword puzzle podcast. Yeah, who's saying the word on the streets? That's the word on the streets, the message boards, everywhere. Okay, they were starting to say that. They, uh, nobody's been going clean, but uh, I feel like this week's a six out of seven and a seven out of seven. We've cemented ourselves as hey. Hey, we should be doing this, okay? We are we are legitimate crosswordsmen. 
Yes, we are. I mean, I I, I got uh, I got messed up down in the uh, south west corner. There was just four words I couldn't get: Riga, Emigre, em, uh, Tonier, uh, and something else, and Fun Home. I didn't know. I didn't know those. Uh, and uh, I, I I wound up being two letters short and. Uh, yeah, I beat myself up about it. I tried for two hours, and I uh, I hit uh, I hit reveal. And uh, my friend uh, Amy Markscourt, uh, she's a, she's a regular listener of the podcast, and she actually's a radio personality in St. Louis, and um, very very bright uh, bright woman. And um, she she never has done crossword puzzles, and she just started doing them, and she's she's. Like pretty smart, so she's picking it up quickly. She uh, she mentioned something. I guess in gaming, uh, they have a thing called rage quit. Are you familiar with this? Oh yes, yes, yeah. It's a, uh, it, 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 my friend Anthony Devito used to bite through the uh, wires on his Nintendo controllers as a, <laughs> as a child. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And she asked me if there if I uh, ever rage revealed, and uh, I think I did on this one. Mm-mm. And uh, no. whenever I hit reveal. You know, when I, and I finally give up, um, I get mad and I do it and I'm like, and then, and I always, it never makes me feel good when I reveal. I, I never make, oh, I never, I, no, I, it, it's, it, it shouldn't. You're a competitor, but that's not, listen, yeah. you put two hours in, that's not a rage reveal, okay? That's a, that's, that's a, a valiant effort. A rage quit to is, quit, I quit, man. A rage quit is 35 minutes in, you just go nuts and you go, ah, show me the puzzle. No, you put yeah. your, you put your, I, time I used in. to be that guy before we got into this. Yeah. I used to be that guy. Um, no. It was, it was a good puzzle, though. I mean, it was, uh, it was a tough one. Uh, Thirty-six across. Anna Wintour uh, was the clue. The uh, Anna Wintour, e.g., or you know, example. Uh, and the answer is a fashionista. Yes, Brendan. I uh, had no idea that Anna Wintour was a member of the Socialist Party in Nicaragua. Um, <laughs> I I had no idea. This woman, I've never been a big fan, but now I mean, she just worked. She was, uh, and she got in that fight with the Contras, and Ollie North was in, in involved. And uh, <laughs> well, it's the- hold, hold on, hold on, Brendan. Uh, no, I think that's uh, that's sorry, that's Sandinistas. Those, those are the Sandinistas, <laughs> and I I get those two mixed up all the time. And, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Anna Wintour, of course, is the editor, of, longtime editor of Vogue magazine, right? And the uh, the uh, the movie and book Devil Wears Prada, right, uh, was was written by one of her former uh, assistants. Exactly. Now I had kind of the opposite problem, Greg. Uh, What's that? I joined the Sandinistas. <laughs> Did you? Well, I thought it was just fellas that love to go to the beach. Uh, <laughs> And, no, yeah, no, Brendan. I was wrong about yeah. that, man. Yeah, and they're uh, very politically minded. No, there uh, is blood on my hands for that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe they're in power now. In, in <laughs> well, I I got kicked out before that because I kept uh, trying to uh, uh, rub uh, tanning oil on the uh, various <laughs> members. <laughs> I believe that's when the Contras made their move. Yeah. When, yeah. Uh, um, and you tell me that they're not trying to mess with us. What's the uh, what's the um, thirty seven across coup d'état group junta? Guess who a junta is? 
the Contras, okay? Junta. It's a Junta. Eh, fine. But yes, that is exactly who they are, a Junta. I'd love yeah. to get involved in a Junta. Uh, Junta, I don't know. So, sounds like you were. Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I thought it was a beach club. I thought we were going to read books <laughs> on the beach, you know, talk about them. Uh, 51 across, we said the same thing. That's in quotes. And the answer is jinx. Now, right. I, don't, I don't know how it happened in St. Louis, but uh, where I grew up, it was jinx, you owe me a Coke. Did you have that? Oh, really? Did you have jinx, you owe me a Coke? No, 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 Jinx, uh, you're going to get hit in the head with a wiffle ball bat 13 times. It was a tough, tough neighborhood. I grew up in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Never mind my Coke uh, issue, because I was going to take umbrage with the fact no Cokes were ever paid. But uh, now that I realize I could have been being beat with a wiffle ball bat, uh, yeah. I'll take a lack of <laughs> That's fun. Kids make the funniest rules where it's like, hey, man, you said what I said. Fair's fair. I'm hitting you in the face with this bat. <laughs> you know the rules. You knew the rules when you started talking. That's like when you're a kid, you're involved in all sorts of games you never agreed to play. Like, do you remember that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you remember that game where if a, a guy held up his fingers in a circle on his knee and you looked at it, he would get yeah. to he would get to punch you. <laughs> and it's like, what? I didn't. I didn't sign up. I'm not in this league. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that is so true, man. Yeah. I, 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 I wasn't part of this game. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, oh, you looked You're at playing. my fingers in a circle. I don't care what you are a part of. You're getting punched. <laughs> my, my friend, uh, one of my old friends, uh, passed away uh, several years ago, the late, great Scott Kennedy, comedian. He had a bit something about that called, yeah, we used to play uh, rock fights. <laughs> How do you play? You're playing. <laughs> uh, 27 across, first lady between Bess and Jackie. That's Mamie? That's Mamie Eisenhower, Brendan. That's uh, right. Do, do you know much about Mamie? I don't, no. She was known for uh, wearing a lot of pretty dresses, um, especially she wore a, a, a light shade of pink quite often. They called it Mamie Pink. She was a bit of a penny pincher. She helped the uh, White House uh, staff cut coupons. Uh, first, uh, first, uh, first lady to put up Halloween decorations. And uh, apparently, maybe a little bit uh, didn't care for the Kennedys when they they came in. She maybe uh, some people say she wasn't very nice to Jackie Kennedy when she uh, she showed her around. Interesting. Yeah. Now, yeah. help the staff cut coupons. What was this scheme? Do you think were the st were the staff cutting coupons for her to use, or was this uh, she was helping them to cut coupons for them? Uh, that's a great question, man. Again, we sort of skim the surface on this podcast. We don't really get into the meat of any story, do right. we, Brendan? No, never have, never will. Don't care to. <laughs> uh, but, I thought it was interesting. But yeah. you've got to admit, that affects my view of Mamie, right? If she's helping sure. them to save prices on their groceries, great. I think she was helping them. Yeah. I think she was okay. helping them. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Because I did have to bring up, to be fair, I brought up the Jackie Kennedy thing. Apparently, well, when she uh, when when Jackie Kennedy came to the White House, she was uh, she had just had a cesarean section. She was a little beat up, and they had a wheelchair entrance. And 
Mamie didn't tell her about it. Uh, the old uh, don't 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 tell them about the wheelchair entrance trick. Yeah, that's- yeah. And they asked her like, "Why didn't you tell her?" And she said, "Well, she didn't ask." <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice lady that Mamie. Saturday, May sixteenth. And I, 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 this is this podcast is not or has never been about. Uh, smearing maybe Eisenhower. That's one of the first things we said when we started this thing is we're not going to take shots at Mamie Eisenhower. But, you know, she also did wear those pretty dresses. Well, one of the first things I said when I agreed to do this podcast was, Greg, can we take shots at Mamie Eisenhower? Please. And I said, no, man. Said that, no. no, we're not. No, no. we're not doing we're not that. Doing that. That's a low blow. That's been done. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Uh, how many how many uh, anti Mamie Eisenhower podcasts are there out there, Brendan? Millions. Millions. I'd say millions, man. <laughs> and the yeah, sure, sure, they get a little better ratings than we do, but we're still not going to go there. We're not okay? going to go there, you know. I don't care how many people want to call in, want to write in, and want to say, "Hey, let's uh, let's uh, tear down Mamie Eisenhower uh, sponsors." We don't care. Yeah, yeah. Turn it. Turn around. We're, we're not, not going to do doing it. it. Leave. I said no. She's a decent woman. Okay, now uh, Saturday, we got to rip through these. Saturday, May 16th, this was a Tracy Gray and Jeff Chen. Again, no theme. Uh, Chen we've worked with quite a bit. Oh, Chen, quite a bit. They they may have put him with Tracy uh, Gray to get her through her her first Saturday. I'm not sure, but Chen's Chen's all over the place. 14 across, look down on something, uh, question mark, and this was aerial view. Now... This, Greg, is interesting. This has ruined my ability to immediately judge a movie, okay? And I'll tell you why. It used to be if the open credit, the opening credits uh, or the opening shot of a movie uh, uh, was rolling, was, it, was an aerial shot of a landscape, usually a forest. It would usually be a forest. I would, I would know, hey, at least these guys had helicopter money. So, th- so at, at that right off the bat, I at least they had helicopter money, so something went into this thing. And now all you need is seventy nine bucks to get yourself a drone at Target. Wow, you're right, and man. You, it's every single movie now. You turn on Netflix, every single movie opens with an aerial shot. And that used this to, guy's a genius. You're right, that, man. That used to be reserved for big budget pictures. Okay, they had to they had to get a helicopter up there on film, and now you get yourself a drone and you act like you're 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 remaking uh, the godfather it's ridiculous i can't judge anymore man i'm in i'm in awe i'm in awe i would have never thought of that i'm in awe yeah it's brilliant a- point and i believe extremely helpful for the listeners thank you thank you greg 20 uh, 37 down sorry fictional land in the highest grossing film of 2017 uh, the answer is Wakanda. Uh, Brendan, let me tell you what the answer is not, and uh, this caused me to probably spend an extra half hour on this puzzle. Wachovia. That's a bank, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bank that was recently bought out by Wells Fargo. <laughs> Black what? Panther did not take place at Wachovia Bank. <laughs> did you think that the top grossing movie of that year was just the documentary Banks of the U.S.? 
I just, for some reason, I knew Wakanda's head in my head is Wakovia, and I went for an hour and a half walk, and I somehow it hit me. I'm like, oh, it's Wakanda. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> now, uh, two down, text notification before a timestamp. And this is red, R E A D. And yeah, Greg, uh, Greg, you, Greg, you has his read receipts turned on on his phone. And I want to know something, and I want you to answer honestly. Uh, is this because uh, you are uh, so supremely, such a supremely confident man that you don't care if people know? you are ignoring them or do you not know how to turn them off tell the truth it's it's the latter <laughs> it's i don't well, not only did i not know how to turn them off i didn't know they were on right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah any yeah because whenever so uh, t- uh, people with their read receipts on are either so confident that they don't care they don't care yeah i read it and i'm not responding or they don't know they're on that's the those are the two classes um yeah yeah, you've got your read receipts on buddy so i know once you've seen something all right well uh you know a lot of times i i just don't want to talk to you man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 44 down where many stop and smell the rosés napa brennan this is a stupid clue and i don't get it uh nobody's selling wine at an auto parts store i don't understand what this is about Napa I, I, know-how I, I, has nothing to do with wine, Brendan. I think they mean Napa Valley, Greg. Napa Valley in California where m- 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 much of uh, the United States. A lot States. of auto parts stores out there, are you saying? No, no. It's where much of the grapes and the wineries in the U.S. are focused. Uh, it is not uh, Napa, um, nor... Well, I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> I'll take your word for it right now, but I'm going to have to look into it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, back when I used to drink, I used to like to pick up a, a nice, uh, Chardonnay at Lube Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, want to hit Sunday, man? Well, real quick, I want to know if you understand something because I do not, man. Forty down. The answer is probably no. <laughs> Forty down doesn't inhale. Say, and the answer was savers. Wouldn't yeah, that, I get that. Wouldn't that be doesn't exhale? No, I mean, they're talking about food. So if you have, like for you, um, when I saw you eat that apple fritter that one time, you didn't really savor it. You just shoved it down your face as fast as you could oh, eat. Oh, oh, doesn't inhale as in, uh, not, so not they're not talking about breathing. Never mind. I get it. So inhale, it doesn't, yeah, when someone says he inhaled that sandwich. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Let's go to Sunday. Uh, May 17th, uh, this was a Byron Walt- Walden. A little bit confusing because it had a title, Wide Open Spaces, but no theme. Now, here's what's interesting, Greg. Byron, he was playing to the back of the room here is what he was doing. That's a little comedy term when you're when you're doing your comedy, you're doing jokes that are supposed to impress other comedians, okay? Because uh, that wide open spaces, it was called that, Greg, because uh, he had there was only 122 answers. 
uh, which is tied for the all-time fewest answers uh, on a Sunday, um, which the fewer the answers, the harder the puzzle, uh, because obviously uh, that means they're longer answers. And then a hundred and it's called wide open spaces because he had 177, what they call in the crossword uh, community, open squares, uh, which are which are white squares that don't touch any black boxes uh, in any way. And that was the oh. third most ever. So those two combined basically make this uh this wasn't that hard of a puzzle but it was an extraordinarily hard puzzle to uh, create to write making the puzzle was extraordinarily difficult so he's essentially playing to the back of the room where he's not giving us that much difficult but he's showing other crosser guys look at this look what i did uh so i don't know i don't know how i feel about it i don't care for it (laughs) <laughs> I got it. I don't care for it. I care for it about as much as I care for the comedy that goes to the back of the room. Yeah. Uh, there are exceptions. There are exceptions. Right. Uh, that I, um, but um, 25 across, you know, you, I helped you on, on the Saturday puzzle. I'd like you to help me here. 25 across flying class. The answer is AVS, A-V-E-S. I don't know what that is. I think that's, a, a, I didn't look it up. I think that's the scientific uh, classification for birds. I think. Oh, as an avian? Yeah, I get it. I okay. think I, I I could be wrong. Uh, okay, but I mean it makes sense. Avian. Yeah, yeah. A- aves is a class of vertebrates which c- comprises the birds. Yeah, it's also a rent car company. Uh, what? Uh, uh, no, you you're thinking of Avis. Yeah, Avis. A v e s. Avis. I'm not. I'm not going to bother correcting you anymore. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> seventy-eight. Uh, seventy-eight across was comic actor whose wife left him to marry their neighbor Frank Sinatra, and that's uh, Zeppo Marx. Greg, I felt bad for Zeppo when I read this, man. Did you? Because here's the thing. Uh, if you want to keep your wife, you don't move in next to old blue eyes. That yeah. that's I mean that's uh, rule number one. Is that you, you think that that uh, I, yeah I feel bad for him, but it's like come on, open your eye. You you don't see Harpo. Harpo moved in next to Don Rickles. <laughs> <laughs> no trouble there. <laughs> is that true? No. Not true, is it? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, uh, of course, you got uh, uh, 37 down. Blank and the Blowfish. That was a pretty easy uh, uh, clue right. for, a, for a Sunday. Hootie. But poor poor Darius Rucker, man. He They made one choice for a band name, and he didn't realize that he was going to be called Hootie for the next 30 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is no. He, nobody calls that guy Darius. No, no, no. Uh, he just hangs out with Bono and The Edge, and they uh, <laughs> they uh, they complain. Sixty-two down. Doctors Without Borders uh, and others. Briefly, that's uh, NGOs. Doctors Without Borders. I think their motto is something like "We go where no one else will go," which is also that's the that was the motto of your 2018 tour, wasn't it, Brendan? <laughs> that's the that's the that is the motto of my career greg (laughs) 
I I go I go where no comic has gone before because it's the only place that'll have me. <laughs> Five down, mythical flyer, rock R O C. Uh boy, I wish I wouldn't have looked this one up. Uh this is terrifying, man. Yeah. These are uh Middle Eastern birds that uh well they can pick up an elephant. <laughs> Yeah. They can pick up an elephant and then they just drop the elephant and the elephant dies from dropping the elephant and then they eat the elephant. That's a big bird, man. <laughs> I it's funny that uh cuz I looked that up cuz I wasn't sure what that was either and it's funny that uh for a thing to be described you get you know most things are described by what they look like or what they what they uh you know where they live what they do but the rock is just simply described as a bird that can pick up an elephant and that's all you need to know <laughs> that gives you everything you need to know what, yeah what else do you want man <laughs> yeah because yeah. i mean sure he can do a lot of other things but yeah. you get those other things when you say he can pick them up what well, does that mean he can pick up a lion obviously yeah yeah what well uh, you didn't tell me what he looks like what do you think he looks like he's huge he's big and he's yeah. got giant claws yeah he looks like the kind of bird that can pick up an elephant you idiot yeah he doesn't look like a beagle i can tell you that yeah <laughs> Uh, I think we got to wrap it up, Brendan. Yeah, man, uh, we for sure have to wrap it up. Uh, I got, um, if you don't mind, I want to, I want to uh, introduce a, a, a segment, please. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. Brendan, I call this uh, one down word around town. Oh, I love that. Like that. That's got a yeah, ring like to it, it, man. It's one down road around town. Yeah, and uh, uh, every now and then we get uh, we get an email. We get well, we get some uh, a lot of social media interaction, and uh, uh, I think I referenced this uh, last time. Uh, our man Polly Double D, who's a regular listener, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, you you told a story about uh, a, a, a coworker of yours that got caught in a salmon canning machine, right? Uh, the oven, yes. Yeah. Polly Double D uh, sent me a story. Uh, I guess this happened in his hometown of New Bedford, Mass., which is, I think, the fishing capital or the you know seafood capital or whatever. They they, they do a lot of fishing and they bring a lot of seafood in uh, to oh, New Bedford, big time. Mass. Big time. It's yeah. a big, huge Portuguese population there because uh, oh really? Yeah, because they know how to fish. So they they because I when I painted houses on Cape Cod, all my whole crew was Portuguese. They came from New Bedford. Yeah, so uh, Polly Double D was telling me a story, and I don't think Polly Double D got sort of the you know that uh, there was a little bit of humor and a happy ending to your story. Uh, Polly Double D just sent me a story about a guy. I guess they have these giant. There's a, they go through a lot of ice in New Bedford, Mass, because of uh, you know because you got to pack the season sure, right. Sure. They have these giant ice things, and uh, well, uh, there was a, a guy that was in there, in there, in the ice thing. And uh, nobody knew, and uh, they, they turned the ice thing on, and the guy was a human popsicle when it was all over. And well, he died, Brendan. So <laughs> it's kind of a morbid story, uh, Polly Double D told. But uh, you know, he he told it enthusiastically, and I can tell he was fired up about it. And uh, yeah, the lesson I think of this podcast: well, one, uh, leave Mamie Eisenhower alone. Number two. If you're working uh, at an ice machine up there in uh, New Bedford, Mass., uh, learn to trust your coworkers before you do anything risky. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, uh, I think that was a great story uh, to end <laughs> on. Really upbeat. Give the people some uh, morale boosting during this hey, difficult Brennan, you know, time. It's just, it, it, life is about ups and downs. We can't always be positive on this podcast. Okay? Yeah, sometimes you get frozen to death. I also like how you said he was a human. P- the man turned into a human popsicle, and then you took a beat, and you go, he died. Yeah, Greg, I didn't think he survived, okay? (laughs) I didn't think being frozen solid, he then was thawed out and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess I, yeah. Well, I just just want to make sure everybody knew. Uh, Well, uh, we appreciate all the interactions. You can interact with us on social media at One Down Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Ask us any questions you have. We'll we'll answer them on the podcast. And like Greg said- We'll answer them on a little uh, segment called- one down, word around town. One down, word around town. Uh, and uh, you can check out Greg uh, at gregwarrencomedy.com. You can check me out at Airbud, E-Y-R-E-B-U-D, on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, of course, like Greg said at the beginning, uh, maybe right now, as soon as you're done, take 30 seconds, review the podcast, subscribe to it, rate it. Uh, we sure as heck appreciate it. And uh, Language, Brendan, language. <laughs> One Down is hosted by Greg Warren and Brendan Ayer, produced and edited by John Baldwin. Our theme song is written and performed by Henry Phillips. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. One Down, the comedy crossword podcast.